In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH I know there's a number of you out there that uh, wonder why we air that program. I, I tell you, every time I hear it, I hear something I hadn't heard before. And I think the, uh, the creative effort that went into building such a silly show, well, I just like it. So blame it on me, folks. You know, in this building, we have so many collections of shows that um, over the years have aired and been forgotten. Uh, Chicken Man. Um, He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and others, and I want to find them because I think they still are amusing and, and you know, they're historical in some regards. Um, oh, well. Did we used to air Earl Pitts? Let me think. The Earl Pitts show uh, where he would finish and say, this is Earl Pitts, Pitts off. I think we did. I think we did. And they're in there's in they're in the former kitchen of this building. Up on shelves. But finding them, you know, <laughs> because there's yeah. so many collections. Oh dear. We have to do it. All right. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome party line on the air. It's a uh, Wednesday, right? Yes, Weenie, weenie Wednesday. Weenie, weenie, weenie. I can't even say it like uh, Weenie, like uh, Bob Bayett used to. <laughs> um, but you get the point. Or it um, could be a watermelon Wednesday. Okay. Or a waffle what, what, Wednesday. What am I missing? It just starts just starts with the letter W waffle to go with Wednesday. Wednesday. No, I, I like the weenie best. Yeah, weenie. Okay. Um, weenie. Okay. Um, um, I've got uh, the you know my customary list. That today is this day. Today is that day. The very first one has me just a bit uh, off balance here. So this is September twenty eighth, folks, and today is World Dense Breast Day. What is this about? Well, it um, raises awareness about the importance of breast screening, breast density, and other screening tests that women should consider after the mammograms because it's hard to detect any type of cancer with the density. So it's women's health. And screening. Correct. Okay. Particularly 
screening for breast cancer. So, so does a dense breast mean good news or bad news? Well, as, as I said, it's, it's more difficult to find and detect cancer okay. with the more density I see. that is prevalent. So they, according to this, should consider after a mammogram uh, other screening tests. Well, um, folks, do it. Uh, let me just say do it. Uh, it has affected my family. My wife, 25 years ago, was diagnosed with it. Eventually, that cancer uh, became a different cancer, and it took her life. Please, take care of yourselves. Do all the na- all the um, doctors' recommendations of screening anything they say. I got a call just before the show. I had to say, call me tomorrow morning at 8.30. And they want to scan my um, sinus area. Now, why? Years ago, I had a tumor in my sinus that was removed at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, it's my only hospital stay. Um, but they just want to make sure it's stayed away, right? Yes. So um, it, you've seen pictures of people's bodies being slid through a tunnel-like well, this will just be my head area, but it'll go through that kind of donut-like scanner and uh, make sure everything's cool. So they were setting me up for that uh, appointment. I said, call me tomorrow. I've got 90 seconds before I go on the air. <laughs> she said, I'll do it. All right. T- anyway, back to business here. So today is World Dense Breast Day. It's National Good Neighbor Day. As opposed to? Bad Neighbor Day. (laughs) Uh, I wonder if there is a National Bad Neighbor Day. I'm sure there is. Okay. There's National Drink a Beer Day. Do we have to have that? I mean, I don't know. If it were the only day you could drink a beer, I suppose. Do we need to encourage it, though? Well, no. I'm a. Drink a cider um, day. I maybe isn't my button working? Oh, that's that's tonight. There, as there. a matter of fact, isn't it? What is the tonight? Wino Wednesday night? Oh yes, my group out at uh, Pleasant Hill. Yeah. Uh, th- before we go on, we do have a caller that was trying to get in. I finally got the button to engage. Good morning. Good morning. You were talking about breast, uh, um, dense breast day. That particular thing is important, I think, as you pointed out, for women and men. Sometimes men also get yes. breast cancer. Yes. Um, you don't get other screening until the doctor, radiologist, says you need other screening. So a screening is a screening, and then you would do a diagnostic. And that fibroglandular material element of the breast, a regular um, screening doesn't necessarily, x-rays, you can't see a lot of things. So as you know what you just told your audience, that you're going to be going in for a diagnostic look or a screening look. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are screenings for MRIs or CT scans. They're usually diagnostic. But uh, what brought them to tell you to do that? 
Well, because previously in my life, I had a tumor in my sinus. Right. But what, what makes them do it now? I just want to check. Oh. Make sure it hasn't reappeared. That's interesting. Well, I, I Only don't because know. usually you have to seems, have some seems insurance. Makes oh. you have some reason to go. Well, insurance does cover it. They, that's why they called. They had gotten the approval. I just find it interesting that, that someone would do it and you didn't say you had an, a, an element of concern. Um, no. Like it hurts or we all know we have to go back for colonoscopies every 10 years generally as a screening. And, and then for diagnostics, process, they could be more often. You know, that that's changed too. They now, the colonoscopy used to be a thing you did in the hospital. Uh, now it's done um, in another manner. And then if it shows bad signs, then they do do the, the serious one. Um, I can't You're talking about the one where you, you take something and then that, that test and then you put that on the sampling thing. And yes, yes, yes. It's not as good. Never has been as good. It doesn't guarantee you your best bet is to go through that horrible prep. <laughs> okay, well, my, my doc um, uh, is very um, keen on doing both if necessary, but certainly uh, using the first first. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm not I find sure. that interesting yeah. because uh, I've had a number of colonoscopies, and, and as we can all agree, <laughs> the prep is the worst. <laughs> the yeah. colonoscopy is nothing <laughs> compared to, yeah. the, to the prep. But um, I've nowadays... I've had the... Um, the... Um, the... Um, Hospital version two, and um, but it's a couple of years ago, and I just kind of put it out of my mind. <laughs> well, if it's been a lot more than a couple of years, you probably remember that element of that of that prep with what they called go lightly, and that was a gallon, mm. and you can now make it through that gallon. Yeah. Now it's a half gallon, and it's hard to make it through the half gallon. So, I think so. we better stop here. Well, no, these are important things. One of these days you're going to have a month that's devoted to that, okay. as you do with dense breath. <laughs> but, but thanks for reminding people okay. that um, th these are things that we have to keep an eye on. I appreciate that, and I love your presenting. This is, you know, a day four or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, and that makes you ask the questions, and then you've got a knowledgeable person in the in the seat behind you who um, wait, has the wait. ability to look it up. I have a knowledgeable guy back here. You betcha. Thank you. With the aid of his tools, that he's he's in, when the what is that that's down when the internet's not quite working for you. <laughs> so so you know I guess you're very dependent upon that. Folks, uh, uh, you just reminded me of something. It has nothing to do with this conversation. W A T H A M is fully operational now. Yay! Yay! And uh, we had a bad hum. My engineers looked all over the place, couldn't find the, what was causing it. And I want to tell you, Nathan Belknap, who's with, um, let's see, we used to call him GTE. What do we call him now? Frontier? Horizon? Well, the phone company. I think it's... Uh, Frontier? Frontier, yes. Yes. He did his magic, and it's fixed. And yay, Nathan. And it wasn't you. It was something in the system that was outside of your... Uh, uh, that's why I thought yesterday or whatever day it was this week, you told your people to... Uh, we heard it on the air, you tell them. Otherwise, we wouldn't know. 
<laughs> is that make sure it's within you know our power to fix it here before we call the the telephone company. Well, we shouldn't have gone four days without calling Nathan. He is so good. And um, uh, he's one of those guys, all I have to do is just call his cell phone. I mean, he understands the importance of what we do. Rather than calling whatever headquarters is for Spectrum. And Anyway, anyway, it's well, fixed. It's fixed. I know. We're all going to be rejoicing now. I will let you all go, but thanks for telling us that. Thank right. you so much. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Good morning, folks. Well, World Dense Breast Day. I guess we got that one figured out. World Good Neighbor Day. You have any good neighbors? Um, yeah. I got a bunch. There goes my phone. Now what? They probably want to schedule me for a... Uh, what were we just talking about? Colonoscopy? Yeah. <laughs> You better jump on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, jump's not a good idea. Okay, um, National Good Neighbor Day. National Drink Beer Day. We already mentioned this, but why? Isn't that, if there, it, why would it be one day, you know, if people that enjoy beer are going to have it more often than once a year? Okay, National Women's Health and Fitness Day. I get that. National Strawberry Cream Pie Day. Mm-mm. Your turn. Mm-mm. You did it better than I did. <laughs> and National North Carolina Day. So there. I like North Carolina. Of course. Played baseball there many times in that state. Just a beautiful state. You know, traveling from city to city, too, was really scenic. Really neat. Historical events. By the way, before we get with that, tomorrow we have a special edition. We have guests. We're going to be talking about the upcoming Indian Mound Festival. It's an annual event that takes place out in the plains. And um, I've been there several times over the years. It is most interesting and also very entertaining. Um... And we'll learn all about it tomorrow. Let me reach over here. Um, oh, come on, phone. Uh, decline. There we go. Um, Terry Blake and Bill Snyder are coming in. Bill I've known forever. Um, Tammy, isn't it? Tammy Blake. What did I say? Terry. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. I don't know why I don't think she it mind. says very clearly here, Tammy Blake. She's one of my former co-workers <coughs> at Ohio Athletics. Well, Tammy B- Blake and Bill Snyder are going to be our guests tomorrow. And uh, anything out in the plains, Bill's always Bill and Vicky are always involved in, and I think Tammy too. Yeah. All right. Good dude. What? Bill's a good dude. Oh, oh, I. Th- we were talking about Tammy, and then you said good dude. Well, Tammy's a good dudette. Okay. Bill's a good dude. Gotcha. Historical events. In the year, on this date, in the year 935, St. Wenceslas is murdered by his brother. Mercy. 
Boleslas I of Bohemia. I wonder what that was all about. Mm, Maybe somebody got the last piece of strawberry cream pie. Mm. Got a little bit testy over there. Bohemia. Could you just... um, There's not a Bohemia today, is there? I don't know. The only Bohemia I know is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Well, let's look up Bohemia and see that today maybe it's known as something else. But I'm just trying to get the geography in my mind. It is the westernmost and largest historical region of the Czech Republic. Czechoslovakia. Yes. Okay, now, the year 1066, William the Conqueror, then Duke of Normandy, invades England, landing at Provenzi Bay in Sussex. It's amazing how most of these historical events involve some sort of military activity. The next one, the year 1781, on this date, 9,000 American and 7,000 French troops begin the siege of York. In 1887, on this date, the Yellow River of Huanghui floods in China, killing between 900,000 and 2 million people. One of the deadliest natural disasters in history. Why did they separate? Killing between 900... Oh, I see, between that group. Okay, it's some somewhere in the middle of that number. So between one and two million, we're going to say. That makes it more simple. 1939, German-Soviet Frontier Treaty is signed. And this is uh, Ribbentrop and Molotov. are the two signers, which redraws German and Soviet spheres of influence in Central Europe and transfers most of the Lithuanian property to the USSR. All right, famous birthdays. Here we go. (coughs) Bagat. It's B-H-A-G-A-T, Singh, S-I-N-G-H. He was born on this date in 1907. He only lived a short time. He was killed in 1931. Bhagat Singh was a charismatic Indian revolutionary who participated in the mistaken murder of a junior British police officer in what was to be retaliation for the death of an Indian nationalist. Was his death um, a matter of... of um, Because he did that, they killed him? Attributed to that, I doesn't say. Like in a penalty? penalty? Um, 
Oh, well. Uh, I would say so because uh, he was involved in two high-profile plots against British authorities in India that helped galvanize the Indian independence movement. Okay, Confucius. Confucius, say. Happy birthday to you. You're the 551 B.C. was his birthday. Confucius. Confucius, say. Man holding umbrella upside down get wet in rain. Confucius. (laughs) Was a Chinese philosopher and politician of <laughs> the spring and autumn period who is traditionally considered the paragon of Chinese sages. Confucius's teachings and philosophy underpin East Asian culture and society remaining influential across China and East Asia to this day. You know, for about 15 seconds there, I believed you about the umbrella. And then I thought, wait a minute. But anyway, okay. So, But, it, but that, that would uh, stand to reason, though, wouldn't it? Not necessarily. Do you hold an umbrella upside down while it's raining? Yeah, but not in 551 B.C. <laughs> well, but you could apply it for modern times. Okay, 88th birthday today. This woman is still alive. Bridget Bardot. Once again, very attractive picture. Ed Sullivan was born on this date in 1901. Really big shoe. And uh, died in 1974. Ed Sullivan. He was known as Edward Vincent Sullivan, an American TV personality, impresario, sports and entertainment reporter, I didn't know that, mm-hmm. and syndicated columnist for the New York Daily News and the Chicago Tribune New York News Syndicate. I met him once at a Kenley Players production. All right, now, <clears throat> Bridget Bardot, let's dive a little bit more into her. First of all, she's still alive. But name a couple of the shows we would remember her for. Uh, let's see here. She is often referred to her by her initials of BB. I didn't know that. She was in the movies of And God Created from 1956, from 1963, Contempt, 1968, Shilako, and uh, let's see, 1960, The Truth. And 1965's Viva Maria. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's good. We did a fair job with her now. Okay, two famous deaths to report today or to reflect on out of <clears throat> the past. Edwin Hubble. He was born in 1889, died in 1953. Edwin Hubble. Edwin Powell Hubble was an American astronomer. Thus, the Hubble Telescope. Absolutely. He played a crucial role in establishing the fields of extragalactic astronomy. There's a word for you. And observational cosmology. Hubble proved that many objects previously thought to be clouds of dust and gas 
and classified as nebulae, or nebula, were actually galaxies beyond the Milky Way. I certainly had a fascination once upon a time on telescopes and observatories. Is this while playing with Mercury as a child? Yes. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing that up? Because it's pretty entertaining to okay. and kind of funny knowing you as I do mm-hmm. to imagine you as a child going, oh, what's this? can't be harmless it's mercury look how it moves and wiggles and how it felt good on silver dimes (laughs) yes and how how toxic it truly was i had a whole whole jar of it (laughs) um okay let's go on now so we did edwin hubble uh ferdinand marcos why aren't you going to elaborate a little bit more about your fascination with telescopes well, I no, I I got to go with Tom O'Grady and those guys, and just um, the telescope that OU owns used to be on top of that building, oh, the engineering building right there no. at the top of the bridge. Yes, at the, um, top of the Richland Avenue a, Bridge. Yeah, there's a term for that building. Um, Research and Tech Building. Artech. Artech. That's the term I was looking for. But it has since been moved out into, um, I guess, an area they call Radar Hill, which was part of the oh, um, the dairy barns complex of agricultural land, right? Back when the dairy barn was <coughs> actually a barn and they had agricultural purposes for the the patients so out there on the hill they've moved that telescope and they have a nice observatory now and uh, Tom O'Grady and um, oh who's the other guy it's just on the tip of my tongue anyway I really would like to become familiar with it again yeah, that Artec building uh, used to be, I, if I'm not mistaken, the College of Engineering building before yes. they moved down to the uh, Correct. site on the West Green, the Russ College of Engineering now. Right. And it still is part of the uh, engineering school, or the Artec building. Yes. <coughs> okay. Ferdinand? Ferdinand Marco. Marcos. Born in 1917, died in 1989. Well, as I peruse this, it pulls up Ferdinand Magellan, who is uh, totally different from Ferdinand Emmanuel Edrelin Marcos Sr. was a Filipino politician, lawyer, dictator, and kleptocrat. What what does that that mean? mean? (laughs) We both say it simultaneously. (laughs) Does that mean he stole things? Klepto? As in a kleptomaniac? I don't know. Look it up. You got got the books back there. He was the 10th president of the Philippines from 1965 to 1986. 
now. It's a distant period. Yes, it is. 21 years? Kleptocrat. Meaning. It is a ruler who uses political power to steal, aha, his or her country's resources. You kleptocrat, you. And, and use them for personal gain? Well, apparently it's, so, it's, yeah. Or sell them off. I guess that would be personal gain, too. Well, good morning. Let's see what's in the news. Um, first off, how can we possibly ignore the hurricane? Uh, we can't. Nor should we. Uh, it is still approaching Florida. Is expected to make landfall between Tampa and Naples this evening as a Category 4 storm. Okay, phone. As such, Category Let me put this somewhere um, so it is expected to make landfall um, this evening with maximum sustained winds reaching 130 mile per hour. That's a bunch. Ian, remember that's what they've named the, the storm, the hurricane. Ian is projected to produce rainfall amounts of 24 inches in west-central Florida and could bring dangerous storm surges along Florida's west coast that may raise water levels as much as 12 feet in some areas. Mm. Ian is the first major hurricane to make landfall in the U.S. mainland this year. As of this writing, Ian is located over the southeastern Gulf of Mexico after hitting Cuba, which it did so early yesterday as a Category 3, and leaving the entire island of Cuba, which is 11 million people without power. Now, remember... We had Hurricane, oh, what was its name? Fiona, right. Fiona, it reached Puerto Rico last week as a Category 1 storm. And they're still dealing in Puerto Rico with the aftermath of that storm. Power, no power and stuff like that. So we'll keep an eye on... Um, what is it, Fiona? No, Ian. Uh, Ian, Ian. Yeah. Hey, from from the sounds of it, uh, weather forecasters are still saying that this area of southeastern Ohio uh, is going to get some remnants of the the rainfall coming up this weekend, possibly Friday night, Saturday, into that. But they they still aren't sure of the direction it's going to go. I saw a couple models that have it 
coming up to the uh, mountains of West Virginia and bouncing back down south toward uh, Tennessee and Virginia and then continuing on the west coast. They show so many different models of the path that it could take, but uh, they're just still not sure about the rainfall. They say it's a pretty good bet that we'll get rainfall here in the Athens area, but obviously if it moves a little bit further northwest, uh, you know, it could impact more of the more of the state of Ohio. As I look at the current forecast in front of me, they say Saturday will peak out at 58 degrees, where that's about 10 degrees less than the next few days. Yeah. We're about 10 to 12 degrees and, below normal right now. And, um, <clears throat> and they mention rain. Particularly on Saturday, then lighter rain on uh, Sunday and Monday. All right, well, whatever it is, we'll deal with it. Yep. But the bad stuff is going to happen before it gets here. Yeah, keep those folks in Florida in thoughts and prayer. It's a pretty significant storm. Um, Let's see here. Chess... The game of chess. I've never learned it. Scott, you had, right? Yes. Um, I, d- I don't know why. It, it just, I thought it was too complicated at the time I was being offered to have someone teach it. I was pretty young. Maybe I'd enjoy it if I took the time to learn it today. But Takes anyway, a lot of patience. The five-time world-class champion, Magnus Carlsen is his name, has formally accused fellow chess grandmaster and Twitch streamer Hans Niemann of cheating. Carlsen's allegations released through a public statement via Twitter this week are at the center of one of the chess world's biggest scandals in recent decades. Well, I'm just amazed that chess can have a big scandal. It must be far more organized than I had any knowledge of. <laughs> Same here. So hey, that, hey. that made the news. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Let's talk about sports for a moment. Ohio. The Bobcats are at Kent State this, this weekend. weekend. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, Who, as you remember, we were talking, or you may remember, we were talking about, I was talking about that, uh, that they gave number one Georgia a uh, scare at home in Athens, Georgia, uh, over the weekend. They caused, uh, I think, three or four turnovers, had a couple of uh, interceptions. And uh, a couple fumble recoveries, so uh, they gave number one all they could handle before they ended up losing. I think the final was thirty-nine to twenty-two. I, I, I need to make sure I know which game we're talking about. Kent Ooh. State and Georgia. Okay, got it. But now we play Kent. This yes, weekend. in Kent. Okay. Ohio State Buckeyes—they host Rutgers in the Horseshoe at three thirty. On Saturday, uh, the game can be seen on the Big Ten channel. 
the number three ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Rutgers have any kind of showing? Uh, they lost their home opener this past Saturday, conference opener, I should say, to Iowa by, I think, two or three touchdowns. Okay. So, uh, I, you know, I think Ohio State's favored by probably five touchdowns at least that I saw. So, uh, yeah, the Buckeyes' offense is clicking. The defense is clicking. And a lot of analysts are saying that they, right now they could be the best team in the nation. So we'll we'll see how that pans out too. Um, if it rains Saturday, if the if the remnants of the hurricane move that far north, uh, obviously that could change things. You never know of how the weather will be affecting. Uh, well, it, sports. It, couldn't, it wouldn't cause a cancellation or a delay. No, of... I mean about the the style of game yeah, that okay. that will be played. Okay. You know, it kind of obviously hinders the passing game, and that's one of Ohio State's strengths that they've got. Even with their probably best receiver injured and uh, hasn't played for three or four weeks, he's dealing with a, hand st- a hamstring issue. And um, they've they've really opened it up by other players stepping up and now, you know, they take advantage of their opportunities. Let me just interrupt you. Please do. Many times we've heard people speak of a hamstring. A hamstring. A hammy. What is a hamstring? Well, it's a, it's a. Is it leg? Is it arm? Is it? Oh, what? it's in the back of your leg. Back of, the, of your leg. Yeah, the thigh, and it's very nagging, very annoying. So it's tender. Yes, <clears throat> very difficult, and lengthy healing time. Okay. Too. So, uh, you know, that could could uh, hinder that young man for a while. But I get, I apparently he's doing much better. So, uh, but they're rolling right along with, you know, they've got, (laughs) gee whiz, a lot of depth at the wide receiver position. Folks, that's... uh, And uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, to finish up here real quick, uh, they play Thursday night this week. They take on the undefeated Miami Dolphins. So the Bengals are looking to put a little blemish on that 3-0 record of the Dolphins. And the only way you can see the game, which... uh, is not cool is if you have Amazon Prime on your smart TV okay. or if you have it on your if you don't have it on your TV and you have it on a tablet my understanding is is you can take that tablet and run an HD cord HDMI cord from your tablet into your TV where the HDMI connection is and watch it that way now you have to have an Amazon Prime membership through Amazon. You have to have those two things. That's beyond me. Um, but um, I, I bet you sports guys really know how to do this. Um, but I'll just uh, catch it on the radio. Yeah, we'll have the uh, live coverage here on 970 WATH. Now that we have returned... To the airwaves. Well, we, we were there. We were there. On 92, 97.1. Yes, we were. But uh, some folks live outside the range of 97.1, yeah. so they listen to AM. Yeah. So you'll be okay. able to hear it this Thursday night. Um, I have, I just reached in my wallet and brought out my COVID vaccination record card, right? 
Now, um, Scott, I'm, I'm guessing your card and my card look quite similar. We've had four shots. Yep. We had the initial dose in February. In my case, in February of 21. About a month later, we got the second dose. Then six months later or so, we got the first booster. And then nine, four, three. About eight months later, we got the second booster. Well, that's me. My, mine was April 8th of 22. Now we have this fifth shot or third booster. I've heard it called either way. Um, and as I understand it, the health department is that you can get it today at various different uh, pharmacies and things like that. I believe that the health department is organizing one of those mass things like at, um, oh, what, what was that called, Hudson Health Center, something like that. Uh, well, I, I think the the or county did it at the fairgrounds. Okay. Well, anyway, the, the, the health department is, they have various times where they're doing this. Yes. And... Um, We'll get with them and try to have, make sure they let us know so we can tell you. Now, let's just talk for the last three minutes today about the latest on these shots. First off, kind of the bad news, about 40,000 Americans died of COVID this summer. That toll means that COVID is continuing to kill many more people each day than vehicle crashes, gun violence, the flu, or other health threats. The situation is especially tragic because most of these COVID deaths could have been prevented if only more Americans had received the vaccine shots, including booster shots for older people and others with vulnerable health. Um, now they pick out we don't have time to do this but they picked out a county in Washington State it's called King County and they used it as an example and they have these graphs and everything like that showing where those that had received the various vaccinations and boosters it really made a difference and by age group especially It's too hard to describe on the air. I'll skip down to the text. Um, as you can see, COVID is killing almost nobody under 50 and is hospitalizing very few people. The death and hospitalization rates also remain low among older people who are boosted. And in all of these groups, severe COVID illness is concentrated among people who have significant underlying medical problems. 
The main reason so many Americans are still dying from COVID is that vaccination and booster rates are not higher. Only about half of adults have received a booster shot. That's amazing to me. That's according to the Kaiser Family Foundation's most recent poll. And more than 20% have not received any vaccine shot. Folks, this is a much longer story. The New York Times has published it in their morning report. I encourage, if this offers any information that you'd like to know more about, to go to their website, the New York Times, and look at their morning report. As I said, it has much more detail than we have time to share with you. Okay, let's see here. How are we doing on the clock? We've got about 30 seconds. Once again, we remind you tomorrow we'll be having um, um, the topic, the Indian Mound Festival, which takes place in the Plains. It's coming up this weekend, I believe. Tammy Blake and Bill Snyder will be our guests, and I look forward to having them on the air. They're both good friends. Anything you got at the last minute, Scott? Uh, nope. It's going to be uh, another beautiful day today, though. Already is. Fair enough. Sunshine booming through our window right now. Yes. And we're headed to 62, they say. We're out of time, folks. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. Hurricane Ian is a fierce storm that's quickly picking up steam as it sets sights on the southwest Florida coast. It is now a Category 4 system with 155-mile-an-hour winds. That makes it just shy of the most dangerous possible, a Category 5. Governor Ron DeSantis. It's no longer possible to safely evacuate. Uh, it's time to hunker down and prepare for this storm. Landfall is expected this afternoon or evening north of Fort Myers. Correspondent David Begno is in Tampa. Storm surge around parts of southwestern Florida could be as high as 12 feet. Now, in preparation for the worst, many people have followed the evacuation orders. A lot of people left yesterday. Others, though, are hunkering down, hoping sandbags and boards on windows is going to help to keep them safe. Cuba is slowly beginning to restore power after Hurricane Ian wiped it out entirely on the island. The BBC's Will Grant. The western end of the island is still partially submerged. Crops have been